All right. Who can give us the recap of last week? Pastor. Um, Pastor Israel. people in this world those who learn so that they don't fail and then you have people who fail for them to learn and then you talked about the season of life that there is a planting season there is a nurturing season and increase time for increase and some other things but these two they really stood very they stood out for me uh, I've been thinking about it <laughs> you talked about priesthood so what really stood out for me was you talked about Moshe so they talk about you make comparison with Balaam so he said there's a priesthood. Um, there is... M Moshe went into the mountain. Balaam was calling God from on top of the mountain. So that's like very fair. But Moshe went deeper to have real intimacy with God. Then you also talked about generation. You brought Samuel. That's a far generation. Then someone from millennial generation. Then then you compare so you said there's supposed to be a bridge this one is supposed to be able to impact this one this one is supposed to learn from this one so you also talked about and sorry so um you talked you said Moshe was a potter then it, the whole thing was talking about priesthood how uh, yes you talked about how um when you were dating mama and mama suffered that taught <laughs> so because people want to know where you come from they are so uh, particular about whose seed is this so everything was talking about we being priests and we are we are and we being able to we, we should know about our priesthood and know in whose order and how to keep our priesthood said some of the thing I like stand in my heart you know you you did mention about those are the first thing you only mentioned you know that's restructured in my heart again that um, to come some people on the earth those who, who learn not to fail and those who fail and they learn from their mistakes and become better with it but what this what you know stood out for me till this day is that um, uh, the 
priesthood, you know, you, you, you compared um, Moses with Balaam. And you, you told us how that um, How that Balaam will start and Balaam can, you know, knows the the prescribe the prerequisites or the things to do, the rituals to do to bring God down. Are you saying that? But um, for Moses, you know, he went beyond the ritual. You know, he went into allowing God to imprint His laws, you know, in his heart. Are you saying that? So by so doing. That was why it was easy because the laws of God was printed in the hearts of Moses. That it was difficult when God now said, Let me when they when he went to go to the mountain and came back and the people misbehaved and God said, Let's wipe away this generation. He said, No, don't wipe them alone. What would they say? Would they say that you you brought you know, you see that the skills, the understanding of God that he has, it never thought of using it to undo his people, his brethren. Like some of us now, and I'm using that to, to tie to, you know, when you quoted Proverbs chapter 1, my son, that means every, if you say my son, it means you are from a lineage, you are from a generation, that means somebody gave you, and it's the stand, and somebody gave it to you, that means that you have his, his DNA or his gene running in you, so you're supposed to be uh, paying attention or receiving instruction, but I know our generation today will come up with um, New thing, new, new revelation. And we feel that our fathers we don't need them any longer. You understand? We don't need our father any longer. Uh, I have something that is new now. I have something that is in folk right now. So I don't need my fathers. You understand? But you know that uh, that's why he now said the time you know we got up and said he wants to go to you know ask uh, Mama's hands in marriage. They were asking where did you come from? They want to know. The family you come from, you understand. So, and uh, it is the way manner you are able to present yourself that tells tells people how where you're coming from, the kind of uh, uh, upbringing, home training, you understand. Uh, how you have been tutored, you understand. How you have been tutored, how you have been raised by your by your by your by your by your people or by your parents, you know. So, and um, uh, uh, we kind of. God can reveal something to us or show us something. We don't use the essence of uh, wisdom. Bible talk about that Proverbs chapter one that said that, that a man who is um, who is wise we increase in on we increase in strength, right? So that that increase is about growth. You understand? Growth, getting mature. That the reason for uh, light or understanding of God's word is for growth. Is for maturity. So you see, uh, for Balaam, you understand, those things are not tattooed in his heart. So because the laws of God are not tattooed in his heart, you understand, what happened is that it was uh, Barak who'd come to him to see a way of, uh, of um, undoing, to undo his brethren. Are you seeing that? Why? Because the essence of the laws of God that was coming to him, he was supposed to see how that laws are being registered in their heart. But the laws are not registered in the heart, but they're not registered that they are just in the head. You have so much information about God that in so much of that information is how to undo his brother. And it happens among us today in the church. You understand? The revelation I have is that I'm thinking of how to undo you. I'm thinking of how to make you see that I'm special. You are not special. 
Yeah. That, that's not the wisdom of that's not the wisdom of God. Because when you see, you see what, what Moses was going for was the glory of God, the hall of God, that made God to be so much tattooed in the soul that even the people cannot, you know, the people cannot beheld the glory of God. He was carried. Are you saying that? So where Moses, God will say, I want to kill these people. And Moses is saying, No, don't kill them. Leave them alone. But you know, because why? The laws of God are registered in the hearts. Are you seeing that? For, for Balaam, he don't have the laws of God. Though he knows about God. Those who understand something about God. But this laws has not received it in his heart. So yet he can do his best. How can you see your fellow brother? And somebody come to you and say, Can you can we come together and plot how to undo this brother? How to bring this brother down for? And uh, he plotted and they fell. It's not so. They fell. Lord, that's what I get, sir. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see what I saw in what you were saying just now. We have to understand priesthood. Are we together, please? Praise the Lord. You see, both Balaam, Balak, Moshe, and the people of God, children of God, all of them are men. Do you understand that? But Balak um, <laughs> did not know that Satan is not man's friend. Did you hear that? Now what Satan does is to cause division amongst men. I'm talking of the nations of this world. And get men to worship him while a few people are submissive to the rulership and the the um, the um, the uh, dominion and the priesthood of the father I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now please pay attention that both Balaam his people Moshe, Balak, they are all human beings. I hope you hear me. When Yeshua was going to die, he didn't die for Israel only. It was our Lord and Savior Yeshua that said in the book of John that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish or die but have everlasting life. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So God's intention and his plan is to uh, rip the whole world. While Satan is looking for how to also rip the whole world, are you getting what I'm saying? In hatred. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Now, there are different kinds of priesthood, even in the body of Christ. There are different kinds of priesthood, like what you were saying. Some people uh, worship God and preach the gospel, for their belly sick some preach in anger and offense and things like that i hope you hear me while some are genuine in their teaching and preaching of the gospel of our lord yeshua so which one praise the lord hallelujah okay good do you understand me now the difference between balaam and balak 
Balaam and Moshe is this that Balaam is engaging God for the sake of money and he doesn't care did you hear that he does not care the aftermath of his priestly work There are people who are priests, ministers, who engage God, call upon his name. But the purpose of all that is not for the growth of the people of God, but it's so that they can acquire wealth and authority and power unto themselves. Does that make sense? Do we see that? Now, let's understand something, especially those of us who are here, that any kind of priesthood, any kind of learning, any kind of growth that you are ever going to engage in, it must be your growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua. I hope you hear what I'm saying when we teach in this place we don't just teach and then we're not leading god's people just so that they can become uh, <coughs> great missionaries and great evangelists and all that we're not interested in that if the aftermath of their ministry covers the whole world glory to god but whether it covers the whole world or not we are particular about the fruit of anyone that is being trained and is being raised in this ministry. Do you understand what I'm saying? So any one of us whatsoever your desire, your quest in ministry it shouldn't be for show. It shouldn't be for authority, for control. I hope you hear what I'm saying. It should never be. So if you look at the structure of what we teach, and I'm not trying to boast. I'm not trying to show that we are too much. Okay? I just want us to understand what we are doing here. Is that we are imparting the the nature of god into god's people i hope you hear what i'm saying and if we are teaching you priesthood we're teaching you priesthood not for what you are going to gain physically even though the physical aspect is there but we're teaching you so that you can gain the nature of god did you hear what i'm saying so what we release into you are bricks and blocks that actually build you up. Did you hear what I'm saying? Now, it's important for you to know that that is what we do. So anywhere you go, you should be looking out. Don't get carried away by the goosebumps and the screaming and shouting and the rolling on the ground that the people are doing. 
I hope you hear what I'm saying. Don't, because after that, what next? Do you hear me? Somebody that wriggles and wriggles and falls on the ground and tumbles up and down the whole place, go and check him tomorrow. What is going on with his life and in his life? I hope you hear what I'm saying. Hmm? There are so many crowd pullers and it is wonderful because Yeshua is also a crowd puller. I hope you hear what I'm saying. But Yeshua has a technique or plan and pattern of ministry. You can find that in the book of Matthew chapter 13. Because the disciples of Yeshua came to him and asked him, why are you always speaking to them in parables? Why? What did he answer? He said to you, who, is my, who are my disciples? He says, is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. The mysteries of the kingdom. That is what you have been given to. But to them, it's different. So I give them parables. Parables are riddles. Dark sentences. It has a way of captivating you and keeping you somewhere in waiting. Did you hear me? Hallelujah. He talked about Moshe. His pattern of ministry. The Bible tells us that Moshe knew the ways of God. While the people of God knew his acts. That sentence is not a playful one. His intention his goal to who you are. Show me your glory. I want, I want your glory. That's what I'm looking for. The Bible tells us that no man has been able to speak to God face to face as a man speaks to his friend. But to Moses, God speaks face to face. And Moshe has the authority and audacity to stand before God and say, No, you are not going to destroy these people. No, I refuse. Who is he? <laughs> Who is he? What gave him that authority? He knows the heart of God. He knows God's heart. Same thing with David. David said, These people didn't do you anything. I'm the one who committed the sin. Finish my family. Kill my children. Leave your people. <laughs> now, Paul, Shaul said the same thing. He said, I wish that I can be accosted. I should be accosted. 
that Israel might be saved. Now that's what should happen to every single one of us here. That passion and that, that love for the people of God. Because when you came into the priesthood, you came into a covenant. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now believers, children of God, must know that you come in. What brought you into the Lord? What brought you into this gathering? What brought you into the family of God was covenant. Blood was spilled. Not the blood of a man. Blood of almighty God. So you can... Uh, uh, and he didn't save some and, and left the others. He didn't save some 100% and, and left some 20%. Every single person on this planet was saved as it were, by the blood of the Son of the living God. Every single person. And it's equal. Bible tells us that he has given to all men the measure of faith. Do you hear? Now, if you don't know God, if you don't know your Father, it is then you begin to think of yourself more highly than you ought to. I hope you hear what I'm saying. The Bible says that every high priest was chosen from amongst men. Every high priest. Every. Okay? So, your choosing, okay, your being called into the priesthood it's not for shining. It's not so that you can walk in a particular way and people will be running after you as if you are the one that died for them. <laughs> Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Did you hear? Now, if God gives you a revelation, the purpose of that revelation is not for you to shine for other people. This is the evil in the old man when you submit to the nature and the life of the old man please don't get distracted are we together please did you hear me if they give you a revelation before you even go and share it let it work for you no hmm? because if it doesn't work for you if you're not careful when you share it, someone that you shared it to will begin to use it and it will work for that person and you who got the revelation will be accosted, you will be casted out. I don't know if you understand. The purpose of revelation is for understanding the inheritance and the power of resurrection. Did you hear me? Yeshua said, upon this rock would I build my church. Now, you should, when you are studying scriptures, don't read it anyhow, like a novel. Don't read it like a novel. Because Yeshua doesn't just talk anyhow. Where he mentioned about this was a statue. 
of a Roman, uh, maybe emperor or so, I think it's uh, Philippi or something like that. Okay? And it's possible that people were going there for some kind of either worship or adoration or something like that. So he was passing and he stopped there and he asked that, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And then they began to, they didn't know why he was asking them that question. They began to answer different kinds of um, different options, okay? And he told them, okay, you say uh, John the Baptist, you say uh, Jeremiah, you say some of the prophets, uh, you yourself that have been walking with me for some time now, who do you say that I, the Son of Man, am? Then the revelation of the Christ was given to Peter or Cephas. And it says, you are the son of the living God. You are the Messiah. And then Yeshua told him, he said, blessed are you, Shimon, Bar Jonah, or son of Jonah. I'm sure you know Bar means son, right? In Hebrew. Bar means son. So he said, you are blessed. For flesh and blood, they don't have the capacity to reveal this knowledge to you. It's my Father that is in heaven. That's the Spirit of God. And it says, upon this rock, upon this revelation of the Messiah or of the Christ, upon this revelation, did you hear what I'm saying? So, for you to be built up, you have to engage the Spirit of God so that you can have an understanding or the revelation of the Christ can be made available to you. That is how the body of the Messiah can grow. I hope you hear. Did you hear that? Uh-huh. Hallelujah. So you see how we have misused revelation. <laughs> have you ever noticed that when you are studying and you are shouting, wow, a voice will come and whisper to you, especially when you're a pastor, don't say it out to anybody yet. Don't even tell your wife, wait until the moment of time. <laughs> when that time comes the, so that everybody will know that it was you that released that revelation so if you are not careful the purpose will be diluted and twisted and it will no longer bring life to you it will deliver flesh and the glory of man to you rather than the nature of God So you see that you must learn how to learn the priesthood. What did I say? You must learn or understand how to learn the priesthood. Because if you don't know how to learn the priesthood, you will use priesthood for destruction. 
like you meet a native doctor and you make a mistake. You didn't know he was wearing a nice dress and you quarrel with him in the bus and he will tell you, you go see. <laughs> and then he will go and do stuff for destruction. He's under, he's a, an agent of destruction. Because normal priesthood, a priest has compassion. Even in the dark side, if you see the custodians of oracle, they are usually kind. Do you understand? They are not like juju priests. Juju priests, those ones are for destruction. Even in the dark side, those who custode oracle are actually pleasant, gentle kind of men. They are the ones who really engage the oracle. The dark side even. I'm not even talking of, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard about them, you've ever seen them. I've seen one of the Yorubas. I've heard about one particular one. Very nice people. Zen also. Wow. What did they do? Hurry up, please. Praise God. Um, in Igbo land, um, there is a title man called Inzenozo, but they, they are consecrated into an order. They practice a lot of things. They have, there is a court on its own, but they are moralists. They are very good to the court. Wow. They will not lie. <laughs> they will not steal. They will not convert anyone's wife. Mm. They all the moral don't do mm. or don't. They will maintain and keep it. And they have if they break any of it, they will die. Something may, dangerous may happen to them. Wow. So they keep all those moral things. Mm. Now you see what that tells you is the righteousness of faith. Did you hear me? There is a righteousness that is given to us. That righteousness is high. The book of Isaiah says that the righteousness of man is like a filthy rag before God. Now that word filthy rag is a pleasant thing. The true meaning of that filthy rag is it's like a menstrual pad when the blood has been contaminated. You know when the blood is fresh, the blood that comes out from a woman is not as bad as when it is stale. When it is stale and she has not cleaned herself up, it's terrible. That's why in ancient uh, Hebrew Jews, Jewish, uh, um, you know, like the law, when a woman, even in African tradition, when you are in your period, you are kept aside for the season of your sanctification or something like that or separation. You understand? So, but now, because of the modern civilization, women wear uh, menstrual towels and all those things. You understand? All So that absor absorbs all that and she can be dancing with you right there and there's no smell. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So what that scripture is saying is that your righteousness, however good it is, before God, it's not possible. You, you, can't, you can't rot the righteousness of God. 
by your moral standards. Let me have that. Open it. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. So what that should be telling you, did you hear? Is not to seek what th you think is good. It's what you think. And it's based on your soul and the interaction of your soul. It's nothing to do with the righteousness of God. I hope you hear what I'm saying. The righteousness of God is different. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, I don't want to stray away too much from what he was saying. See, what Moshe was doing was he was intimate with the father. He did not need to dress like the high priest. It wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary because every single requirement that will bring peace between man in the sinful nature and God was already tattooed inside of him called the law inward do you understand why he went into the presence of God and stayed there until the whole thing was downloaded into his body do you understand that Now, Balaam was using an expired revelation of how to bring down the father. It's expired because it's not new. It's not current. It's not born out of fellowship. Thank you. It's not born out of fellowship. It's something that maybe his father's father's and all this. Is, he was practicing something else. So there's no, it's not possible for him. Because if he understood the priesthood freshly, he would know that the father has found a people. And he would also know what the heart of the father is. But he was trying to bring down the presence of God so that he can curse God's people. How do you do that? How do you do that? I don't know if you hear. And the person he's doing it on his behalf is someone that did not have the right covenant with God. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. So you cannot effectively do the priesthood without intimacy with the Father. Are you getting what I'm saying? I hope you hear me. Now, you need to understand how important what we are doing is. Am I making sense? For those of you listening um, online, it's important for you to understand what we are teaching. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Because you, if you are not careful, you will go and offer strange fire. Do you understand me? 
and it will cause destruction to your person and to your lineage. Nadab and Abihu that were consumed by fire <laughs> did they replace them in the priesthood? I don't know. Did God raise another people and brought them to replace those four, those two boys? Scripture was silent about it. Now, it is very important now. I hope you hear what I'm saying. It's very important now for us to take the Melchizedek's priesthood uh, the Melchizedek, um, the Melchizedek school of priesthood and administration, very, very important. In fact, this place is supposed to be full of people because of how important it is. Have you noticed that whenever there is politics? Whenever it's a political season, people just start disappearing. It's because of sacrifices. Hmm? Are you aware that any form of leadership and governance can never be effective without priesthood are you aware of that are you aware that you cannot successfully govern territories without understanding the realm and dimension of the spirit Are we together, please? No, we have to come to terms. Enough of the darkness, enough of the shallow-mindedness, enough of the religion, enough of the stupidity, enough of all that. It's not taking us anywhere. We are not, we are not, it, there's no gain in it. I hope you hear what I'm saying. There's so much deceit now. Now you don't even know who is righteous and who is not righteous. Because the most righteous people are the ones who are evil. And those who pray more are those who are into witchcraft. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. The spirit of discernment is not working in the body of the Messiah. So people are just using, okay, who is there? Who, oh, that sister is always sweeping. Oh, this brother is always arranging chairs. Ah, oh, this one is always this one. Oh, okay, let's bring him closer. That's not how you, that's not how you appoint people. Are we together, please? Now, I have another news for you. And this is where a lot of religious and righteous people will fight me. And I don't care how much <coughs> bullets you release on me. I don't care.
what amuses me among believers is that they will read things and not think of what it is all about. And even in their prayers, they will engage the sun and the moon. <laughs> when they finish all that, if you talk about feasts, they will start fighting you. That you are bringing a, 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 you are bringing a Judaism. Your heritage. In fact, if we start from the beginning, check how the earth where you are standing on right now, how it was created. It said in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And then the Spirit of God began to hover above the waters. And God said, let there be light. What is that? It's priesthood. Hmm? It's priesthood. So in creation of this earth, this physical earth that we are in, it was created by priesthood, true priesthood. Are we together, please? Even most of the trees and the growth of things, you know, were done in the realm of the spirit before they came out in the realm of the physical. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever read, because we use it to preach, God turned down by 15 degrees and Hezekiah's life was extended. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you, go and read it. What happened there? The time the alignment, the arrangement of the planetary system was shifted. Do you understand that? I don't know if you really, really sit down and meditate and think about it. That the sun and the moon, all the planets that were revolving around the sun, suddenly just slowed down. And instead of turning like this, they started turning back like this. Time was delayed by 15 degrees because of one man. His name is King Hezekiah. He asked the Lord that for, to show me the proof that I have been forgiven. And I want that proof like this. Change time. That's a man. That's a man. I want to ask you. Are you aware? Now listen. I'm not trying to teach astrology. But I need you to know. That we are connected. Or they are connected to us. And I'm not teaching you history or geology or geography I'm teaching you priesthood 
it's your inheritance it's your heritage I want to ask you what concerns the fight with Amalek and Israel how did the sun and the moon get involved in it is it in your bible or is it not in your bible please okay who told the sun and the moon to stop uh, and, and stay and not move I need you to understand please can you put on the planetary system online please what defines our morning and our day is the movement of the earth around the sun it's not the movement of the sun is the movement of the earth around the sun. Look at that. Can you see that the sun seems to be in one place? It doesn't move. Hmm? But can you see that the other planets are revolving around the sun? Are we together, please? The, huh? Now, all this movement is in a space called it's called space in science. In the scriptures, it's called firmament. Correct? Now, so as they are moving, and then suddenly they stop. I mean, just, <laughs> just check. There's Pluto, Venus, Jupiter, uh, Saturn, and the other planets. Every single one of them in their own order. And then suddenly they stop. Are you getting me? Because the earth alone cannot stop. Hmm? When they said sun, stand still, and the moon, stand still. <laughs> Was it the sun that stood still and the moon? Is the earth. Is the earth that stopped movement. The rotation of the moon around the sun stopped. I hope you hear what I'm saying. And he said, until we finish this battle. I want to ask you. Is there something about the sun and the moon? Okay? Are we together? Or is there something about the darkness that gives the enemies of Israel, Amalek, power? Why, which Joshua knew? And why he commanded the sun not to go down until they finish the battle. Because if they go down, darkness will come. And when darkness comes, they will lose the battle. And these other guys will gain because their covenant was with darkness. I'm just asking. I also want to ask all those kings that Joshua or Yeshua fought against that 
he cut them into pieces okay and told them to hang their body between the the you know not to touch the earth and to hang them upon a tree okay and leave them there until the sun will finish his process i just want to understand what are all those things do you get what i'm trying to say so i just and, I, I, and listen don't even tell me that you have so much confidence in the bible that you are carrying don't tell me that and i'm not here to discredit the scriptures what bothers me is those that kept removed scriptures from the general populace for over 400 years okay and kept them in monasteries where people were tampering with translations i don't know if you understand what i'm saying and removed some of the books if you read your book of kings you will see where it says was it not written in the book of Joshua? have you ever read that when they're talking about the chronicle of the kings okay in the new testament everything that is in the new testament are supposed to have reflections in the old testament now where in the old testament did you hear that enoch prophesied so if enoch prophesied it means that enoch was a prophet Enoch prophesied that the Lord will return with thousands and thousands of saints. Now, as a Bible scholar, <laughs> don't count your numbers that you read in the Bible as the one you have in your calculator. Because in Jewish writings, each letter is attached to a number. So the Jewish writings is both numerical, pictorial, okay, and then the speech. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. So where there are some letters that are ten. Some letters are four. They represent four. Some letters represent 40. Some represent 100. Are you getting me? It's important to study that one. So that you can understand the meaning of 144,000. So that you can understand the meaning of 666. Because if you don't know, he says it's the number of a man. Isn't that what Revelation says? It's the number of a man. So you should find out what is the number of a man. The number of a man is six, right? The number of a man is six, and because the number of a man is six, when you see a man, it helps you to interpret scriptures properly. So when you hear uh, the Antichrist, 
and it tells you anyone who reads these things should consider how this is a ponder for this is the number of a man 666 so that man has matured in his spirit in his soul and his body So 666 is not a computer writing on your forehead. Anybody who told you that is lying to you. It's the number of a man. You see, so when you read the book of Revelation, it's not, also, it's not supposed to frighten you because the Bible says it's the book of blessing. You are supposed to be blessed. And if you read it and remove something from it, the Bible tells us in Revelation that you become a curse. Because the book of Revelation is supposed to help you develop the nature of Christ. In fact, the Christ says this is the revelation that God of our Lord and Savior Yeshua, which God gave to Yeshua and delivered it to him as a through his personal angel to his servants. Okay. Let's even say this ones I'm saying are too bogus. Let's look at the book of Exodus. The engagement between Moshe and Egypt. Hmm? Moshe was carrying one stick. And with that stick, he began to control the weather. When he raises up his hand, when he raises up that stick, okay, which is a symbol of authority, which is a symbol of the Christ, alright, hailstones will begin to fall. Where did those hailstones come from? And what language did Moshe speak to the hailstones that made the hailstones begin to walk for Israel? Or what is it about the flies and the frogs? That he will take up his at specific times. And frogs will just come from wherever they are and begin to attack Egypt. Now, a lot of us say that Egypt was worshipping those different gods. It is true. But there is something that or there's a state and a level that Moshe had grown into by way of his authority his ordination is an, and his anointing are you getting what I'm saying? that causes him to have the authority and audacity to change the worship Okay. Or, like my son will say, 
bring the reality of those spirits are you getting what I'm saying? to those who are worshipping them because those insects and all those things that came and attacked Egypt did they attack the people of God? Where I'm trying to bring us to is to understand our priesthood and understand our growth and how it aligns the planetary systems. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Isaiah says that all things are of course, out of course. Is that not what did he say? He said the earth is out of course. Huh? Is it book of Psalm? Psalm what? Can we put it up? Isaiah, uh, Psalm what? 82 verse what? Psalm 82 what, please? Those of us who brought it down. I said Isaiah. You could say this Psalm. Psalm 82 what? Okay, some uh, verse verse five. Now look at see the beginning of that. It says that God stands in the congregation of what? He judges amongst the gods. Now, the Hebrew of that is Elohim. Hmm? It will also um, it will also help you to know that Elohim is not used for Almighty God alone. Because here it says the mighty ones or gods and it says Elohim now a lot of times we use it for our own God the almighty God right uh -huh. but here please correct me if I'm making any mistake okay let me look at uh, um, who has passion passion translation okay Passion Translation, Psalm 82. Is it on the screen? I want to see if uh, he said anything. He says, All arise, for God now comes to judge as he conveys heaven's courtroom. He judges every judge and rules in the midst of the gods, saying, how long will you judge? How long will you judges refuse to listen to the voice of true justice and continue to corrupt what is right by judging in favor of the wrong? 
Do you have anything to say, sir? Okay, read it and tell us something. Give him the microphone. <laughs> you are reluctant. You can read it from your... Said, all arise for God. You have now. to speak loud. Put it close to your mouth. All arise for God now comes to judge as he convenes in heaven's courtroom. He, judge, he judges every judge and rules over every ruler, saying, How long will you judge? How long will you judges refuse to listen to the voice of the true justice and continue to corrupt what is right by judging in favor of the wrong? Pause in his presence. So that's what caught my. <laughs> that's what caught. That's just that, 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 that pause in his. Uh, the word pause there means a laugh. Pause and take care. <laughs> now, I want to ask a question. I'm going to do this by questions. Now, this Psalm 82, who is it talking to? You have something to say? Huh? He's talking to you people. <laughs> so, okay. Okay, one of the judges, Phoebe. Who is the other judge? <laughs> I hear you. It says, Arise, for God now comes to judge as he convenes heaven's courtroom. Heaven's courtroom. He judges every judge and rules over every ruler, saying, How long will you judges refuse to listen to the voice of true justice and continue to corrupt what is right by judging in the favor of the wrong? Pause in his presence. Go ahead, please. Defend the defendless, the fatherless, and the forgotten, the, dis, dis, the disenfranchised and the destitute. Your duty is to deliver the poor and the powerless, liberate them from the grasp of the wicked, but you continue in your darkness and ignorance while the foundations of the society are shaken to the core. Did I con commission you as judges saying, you all are like God since you judge on my behalf? Okay. You have something now? Okay. You are all like sons of the Most High, my representatives. Nevertheless, in death you are nothing but mere men. You will be laid in the ground like any prince and you will die. All arise for God now takes his place as judge of all the earth. Don't you know that everything and everyone belongs to him? 
like I said, I'm going to this session is I'm going to ask be asking question. All right. Okay, man. I, I believe that um, if you're like reading in the content, he's talking to he's talking to his children, but they've actually pervert. They're supposed to be bringing alignment justice to the earth, but rather they were bringing forth something something else. Which area? Where was he doing this courtroom in heavens? So who amongst the men are up there? Okay, praise God. Um, you know, in the ancient kingdom, Babylon, all those ancient kingdoms, um, their leader or their kings are not like ordinary people they they interact they intertwine they mingle with spirits and it's natural for them to travel you understand it's natural for them to sit on thrones they know what it means to govern so you don't sit on a throne as you know that was the reason why Pharaoh was asking Moses who is this God that will deliver you out of my hand because he attend meetings, he sits with spirits, he commune. So now all of these kind of people, they submit somewhere, they go up to. Um, if there's some causes that has to do with um, throne and powers, but then I will just stop a little when I felt it's necessary. So these kings, these ancient kingdoms, they are not normal human beings. Let me summarize it with this: they don't just rule because of they are seated is some of them they you can't easily kill them your natural weapon will not be able to kill them because of the the, the, the kind of spirits they deal with and they are training to become a king you go through fire through um, burning through waters dark places for months until you are prepared all of those things make them they are men but they live as god and it's natural for, you know, those emperor and empires, people, human beings worshipping them. It's just natural. Now, to summarize, in this place where this, this um, scripture is talking about, I felt is when they ascend throne, they, that is a place they meet. Let us not, like daddy says something, let us not deceive ourselves that the priesthood is is two-sided both negative and positive okay if you fail to operate on your own priesthood a negative man that is consistent in his rule in his um, priesthood we keep on ruling over your territory and we'll be taking over because the contention is not in the physical it's in the realms in the throne where authority is taken and i believe from that place of authority that dominion it can be a firmament, it can be a, a high place. You know, remember when Jesus Christ was talking to the disciple when they came back rejoicing, and like the demons were there, he said he saw Satan falling like lightning. So it means some transaction, they, their, their movement into those villages were able to dismantle some of the transaction of the enemy. I don't know if I'm making sense. <laughs> Now, please, before you take, uh, you can give me the microphone. Now, let me tell you something. You see, the purpose of what we are doing is to 
bring shed more light to things that we had I believed in before I, I don't know if you hear what I'm saying huh I said the purpose of the teachings is for us to bring clearer lights to things that we had held on to before I hope you hear what I'm saying now what brought us here is that the earth is out of joint okay and we started reading okay now when you start reading this you will see uh, that there's what is called the heaven's courtroom and God came there and the Hebrew translation of uh, those that he was conveying that meeting with is Elohim. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I want us to, and I'll carefully look at that. That's why I came and said I'm going to deal with this part by questioning. All right, so that people can answer. So go ahead. I think in the book of Job, Bible says when sons of God gathered, you know, and that was even when Satan himself came. Yeah, those sons of God, who are they? And I, I want to just chip it. <laughs> now, why I said that is some of these operations, in as much as they we are not clearly spelled out if we are following the scriptures mm. we get to know that in a sense mm. men mm. are called into such rooms of course i mean the last time we were talking about that on saturday or so i was talking about when trump was um going to be elected uh his, his spirit showed up in the heavens and abraham was there and uh, Professado was called to that place. Now, listen, there are things that, you know, we really, because we're Gentiles, so there's so much that happened in Israel that, and then the priesthood in Israel that we are not so conscious of. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So, when we see some things, we say, ah, this one is evil. Do you get me? I mean, like, if imagine a four-living creature just show up now, just walking like this with four heads, and and he's swagging like this, and just comes in here. What's gonna happen here? We say, demon, 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 demon. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't know if you hear me. There are some spirit beings that you will just wonder. You will say, this one is not of God. I mean, how can you see a being that is, has four heads and four neck and all of them is joined to his shoulder? Or it has four legs here, uh, uh, two legs here, two legs here. Is it two legs or four legs? Two legs and two hands. Here, 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 here. And it doesn't, they don't move, the legs don't move like this. It, it, what moves them is the wheel that is around it. 
So each one of them was created by your father. And they are doing stuff. That scripture I just read, please. What brought me there, I want to reemphasize it, was that the earth was out of joint. And I was saying that there is an alignment that we, as the people of God, can come into that would restructure those things and put them in their proper place. That's what I was trying to say. So we started reading. And we saw Elohim. And the scripture says Elohim. Elohim is uh, God's. And I said that that word Elohim, we ascribe our father as Elohim. But in ancient days, Elohim is what they used to address different gods. I also have news for you that cherubim is not necessarily a Jewish word. I hope I'm correct. Am I correct, sir? Sir? Hello, sir. <laughs> because in Babylon, in Babylon, and in Egypt, from pictures on the walls, you will see men that look like lion and have wings. They have the head of a man, have the body of a lion. Okay? And they have wings. Have you not seen it before? Okay. Have you seen in Egypt? A man standing with a paper and then his head is the head of a hawk. That what you were saying, the truth of the matter, like all those ancient kings, Og, king of Bashan, Sihon, all those guys. Have you noticed that they don't just give birth to children anyhow? They don't. They concentrate on one. I believe that before the king will go into his queen, okay, for the purpose of procreation, I believe they would have done different kinds of rituals and connection. Are you getting me? And uh, those things, this is, I, I didn't study any book of uh, magic. This is just my thinking and meditation, okay? I perceive that it would always happen at specific times. So when they go into the wife and deliver the seed, they nurture that baby. The woman herself will be taking different kinds of things uh, and following different kinds of rituals and all that to nurture that child. So when that child is born, a king is born. Okay? And they will start grooming that child until a time when he would take over from his father. If you remember when the people of Israel were fighting a particular war and that king sacrificed his son, the Bible clearly stated that that boy was the one that was going to rule in place of him. So he sacrificed that boy. Just to win that battle. 
What is it about that battle that made him do that? How desperate was he? What was the significance? So, this is why when we are studying all this, I know you will say, How does it concern us? How does it affect your Christianity and all that? What those things do is that it gives you stamina and kind of spurs you to go deeper in your priesthood. That's what it does. Because when you see how desperate these people are, are you getting what I'm saying? I'm sure you guys would agree with me, and I, I don't mean to stray away from that place. We're still going to come back there. I don't mean to. Uh, please hold on your thoughts. Then you're going to contribute. Or should you say it now before you forget? No, it's better to you say it before. You... Okay, now. You know, I was particular about this movie called uh, The Black Panther. And the second one, I was very particular about it. I wanted to know what's, what's happening there. The reason is because I know that most movies, or all the movies that we watch, are not ordinary movies. Are concepts that were brought out of revelation of dark priesthood for the purpose of governing this earth, governing this earth that we are in. And to be able to do that, they want to actually act it and play it and see how it's possible, the effect. Are you getting what I'm saying? And when people go to watch it, it will get into them. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So when they finally see it playing out, they just align. Are, are we together? So I happen to know from my studies, meditations, that the time and seasons that we are inching into is the time that is called the kingdom age kingdom age and that kingdom age is not just righteous kingdom but also satanic kingdom whether you are still believing God for your tithes and offering I'm believing God for a wife, I'm believing God for a house, I'm believing God for a job, I'm believing God for uh, a house and healing and everything that we believe God for. Satanic people are not wasting time. They are looking for how Satan will rule on this earth. I don't know if you hear me. Please. Okay? They understand genealogy and heritage. You don't. They don't play with their priesthood. You play with your priesthood. And you always like to stretch your hand without even looking back to collect the name of Jesus to use whenever you think it's necessary. And of course we know they are mocking at us now. 
the princes on your social media. Every idiot is mocking you and mocking all our who said the, that the God told them that this will happen and this will happen. And then the thing did not happen. They will say, oh yeah. She, <laughs> I, don't you see those things? Or you don't see them? If they are mocking our fathers, they are also mocking our God. Because what they are saying is that you are not able to keep righteousness and they are able to keep evil. In case you don't understand, they are not playing with you. Their purpose and their intention is that darkness should cover the earth and gross darkness the people. That's the plan. That is the plan. So, if you are not interested in your priesthood, you are in trouble. It's not that you don't know it. In fact, you have even come to the conclusion that you will hear one day, papa, papa, and then you just disappear. They will just see your clothes on the ground. They will see your body again. So you are, so you go naked. Because I'm saying, so you will go naked. So when I reach, when I reach the presence of God, my, my belly and everything will be showing. Is that what I say? Because I left my clothes downstairs. Eh? Oh, okay. You said that I wear white clothes. Where would they get it from? It come from heaven. Uh, no, I want us to, because the time has come for us to be Let's engage this thing practically. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Let's just follow it well. And I'm, I'm not speaking against the fathers. I'm not speaking against... Are you getting what I'm saying? But it bothers me that we are not preparing. It bothers me. A lot of things going on right now. People who have been acquire, acquiring money you know people have been acquiring money at all costs. They keep people. It doesn't mean anything to keep people. I mean, it's not a big deal. They buy over authorities with money. It doesn't mean anything to them. Why? They are going somewhere. They are looking for control and governance. Hmm? You are so scared to engage the mystery of the kingdom. And you even go to the extent of saying it's not even righteous, that it's error. And you are using your mouth to say it. And you cannot produce anything. I'm not happy that some things are not working for me. I know what I have in my mind. I would be happy while I'm preaching. And in a few seconds, I, I'm just like this. And you guys would think I'm trying to meditate on a thought. But what you will not know is that I've been taken by the Spirit to Indonesia 
to rescue somebody. And in the spirit, I will have done it in five days. But here, it's just two or five seconds. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. <laughs> Give him a microphone. Okay, you were also trying to say something. Sorry, you can come again. You said you've done it in five days. And listen well. I said that I am not happy because there are some things I will be happy to do that is not happening to me. So I'm worried. If you are not, I am. And I said that I can be preaching to you now and then I could just do, hmm, for about five seconds or ten seconds. And you guys would think I'm meditating or trying to hear from God. But what you don't know is that I've been taken by translocation from here in the spirit to to another nation to rescue something and come back and continue my preaching. That's what I said. You heard something else. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen. Listen. Where we are now is Babylon. We were formerly in Egypt. We were delivered. Okay? When we accepted Yeshua as our Lord and Savior, so we ate the Passover feast. Correct? And we began our walk, right? Right now, we are in Babylon. Are we not in Babylon? Now, Egypt is slavery. What is Babylon? What is Babylon? Babylon is captivity. Understand that. Understand slavery and understand captivity. Slavery. You are walking and walking and walking. You have no rights. Is anything they give you food? You don't even have a house and all that stuff. That's slavery. And then captivity is that uh, you have your goodly home. You have your business. You have everything. But they have taken you away from Israel. And they have also commanded you not to worship your God. They change your food, change your name. I hope you hear what I'm saying. And you are not allowed to return back to Jerusalem. That is where we are now. 
Now, the king that held us captive has been destroyed. Pharaoh was drowned. Satan was defeated on the cross. Now, we have the memory and we are still under princes. So right now, you and I are wrestling okay, against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Is that not what we are doing? But we are being admonished to put on the whole armor of God. Okay. So if we are in Babylon, then there is a Nebuchadnezzar somewhere. There is a Darius somewhere. There is a Caesar somewhere. Whether you can see them or you don't, your architectural designs is showing me. Your house of senate and house of assembly is showing me. And I also know that immediately you are born, your parents start telling you whether you're going to be a doctor or whatever. And I also know, because I have neighbors that leave their homes at 4 o'clock in the morning so that they can get to Lagos Island. And I know when they come back at 9 or 11, only to rise up the next. Do you get me? Praise God. And I know that there is a structure okay of dominion and governance in all the nations of the world you see traces of Nebuchadnezzar traces of Darius you see traces of Alexander uh, uh, or whatever traces of of Alexandria traces of uh, of uh, Caesar And you cannot tell me that you don't know about the ten kings. And you cannot tell me that you are not expecting a beast that is going to rise and rule some nations. Will you say you don't know that? My question is this. How prepared are you as people of God because if we begin to look at that, bring me that painting. Remove that. Bring that. Uh, bring it here.
what concerns me about this painting is this stone. Did you hear me? That's what concerns me. Because it's this stone that will strike the feet of this structure. And the prophet called Daniel was the prophet that was is also a captive in Babylon. So which means that even in captivity, God sends prophets amongst the slaves or amongst the captives. You see the Ezekiel saying that I was by the river. Is it river Chiba or that's right? Amongst the captives. And while I was by the river, the heavens opened and I saw visions of God. So Ezekiel ministered. Ezra was there too, right? Okay. Uh, Daniel was there also. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So which means that it's possible in Babylon for the priesthood and the prophetic to thrive. I hope you hear what I'm saying. And Daniel was so particular, so intentional, that he never allowed the captivity to influence his priesthood and he was so defiant and he so clearly refused to partake of the food that was offered to him and his friends because he did not want to be defiled for the sake of the ministry of his priesthood and he understood that the people of God needed guidance and direction. And not just the people of God, but the whole world. So the Bible tells us that Daniel saw and interpreted the blueprint and the timeline of all the kingdoms on earth. All the kingdoms that ruled. And all of them generated from one man called Nebuchadnezzar. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Praise. Praise the Lord. Mecca, he said, Mecca, 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 Heli Mecca, so he, Mecca, he said, Hetty, Mehella, Heluhasa, Hesehusa, Helehaso Fetanaha, Zela, Sephonoha, 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 Sehilaha, Sehi, Sohata, Set. My mouth is sealed. I know it. My mouth is sealed. 
enjoy my spirit that what we judge the head of the serpent is actually Melchizedek. Melchizedek is the pattern of heaven. Melchizedek is a structure from heaven. And that structure from heaven is the stone that will judge every structure. Melchizedek is the civilization of God in every dispensation that judges the head of Satan. Christ is the capstone of that life. Christ is the fullness of that life, inherited that life for us. I here set the pattern, set the pattern after the order of Melchizedek. Let my people see the pattern. It is the pattern that will destroy the head. Without the pattern, the head will reign. The head of Satan, the wisdom of Satan is there to govern men, is there to dominate men, is there to afflict men, is there to take over men. But that which will destroy the head of Satan is my pattern. And that pattern is Melchizedek, is a pattern after righteousness, is a pattern after the order of Christ, is a pattern after the after the order of endless life. Set the pattern. Let my children see the pattern. Ensure you set the pattern. Ensure you reveal the pattern. Ensure you make the pattern known. Ensure that you unveil the pattern. Ensure that the pattern is built. Ensure that the pattern is made known to my children. That is how you will bring this structure down. Without the pattern, the structure will not be judged. It is the pattern that judges the structure. See the spirit. Amen. You know, um, um, from the beginning, um, when, uh, before Papa started talking, I think I was upstairs, or when I came down, um, one of the things that, um, I, I'm saying this, I'm saying this um, under the spirit, not really because I want to, you know, to exhort any man, but, um, um, you know, the thought came to me that what one of the things I was trying to look for the word, but one of the things I was finding, I was looking at, um, I think that was scripture that talks about the white wood, um, the white hair is actually wisdom, the wisdom of ancient. So I, I was, I was, you know, I, I, I was, um, you know, within my heart, I began to see the Lord saying that we should pay attention to, you know, to Papa, you know, uh, you know, there is some, you know, ancient wisdom, there's some wisdom that, um, you know, in your, in our, in our, in our zeal, uh, in our, you know, quest of knowing God, if we lack this wisdom, if we lack this pattern, we are not going to hit the head. Do you understand? We are not going to mean that the wisdom we need to fight, the wisdom we need to align ourselves, we won't get we won't actually get it. Do you understand? We may we may go with zeal, 
but there is some wisdom here, little, little wisdom, by the reason of age. Do you understand? That God has been able to put in him. Now, sometimes it may look foolish, but I, 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 you know, I'm seeing the Spirit of God will have us to pay attention to those things. So I was wondering, in short, what, what I wanted to say, before we were saying, I just said I'm going to shut it down, not to say it again, before the prophecy came. So I, I felt that, you know, uh, most of us in this community, um, it's high time we pay attention to those little that are wisdom we need when it has to do with the kingdom. Because, you know, one of the things I'm saying, there's a way God frame his mind. You know, you may be going to the direction and everybody's going there. He may have a way of bringing your attention to look at that dot. That dot, what does it really mean? And that dot may be a potter. You really need to assess everything that we have been talking about. Do you understand? But if we just go like that without their dot, if we miss that dot, and we may think that we've actually succeeded, but that dot may be like a kind of what is holding everything. Do you understand? So I felt that there's some little, little, little wisdom in this community. The Lord will have us to pay attention to him. Do you understand? You know, that's why I said it's not, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about him, but I'm talking about, but there is a way, you know, there's a way God frames a man, you know, there's a way God makes is the working of the spirit. Do you understand? It's the working of the spirit. God will make a man like that for the purpose of something, for the purpose of the body of Christ, from the purpose of uh, the children of God. So whereby the, the old counsel of God that need to come to us, we can be able to harness it. Do you understand? Because um, you know, there's a way the wisdom of God will come. There is a certain wisdom of God that will come. Now it may not come in our own arrangement, the way we want it to come, the way we want to expect it, but that is the wisdom of God. Now, there is a way you can despise it. And when you despise it, you virtually despise our heritage. Do you understand? So, I, I believe strongly that the Spirit of God wants us to pay attention to this little, little, um, it may look very simple, but those are little, little ancient wisdom that we need to assess certain things. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, like I said, what, um, what I'm interested in is that stone. Because that stone that will bring down this whole structure. So, is the composition of this stone that every single one of us should be interested in. Because that stone, the Bible says that we all are lively and living stones, being built up a spiritual house. I hope you hear what I'm saying. We are living stones. So, we are stones, okay? Now, it's interesting to know, I think it's still Isaiah, I'm sorry, I hope I'm correct, where it says that, uh, there's a stone where you have been hewn from. Okay? So we actually were hewn from him. I hope you hear what I'm saying. And we're not hewn from him for separation, but we're hewn from him for representation, ambassadorial, ambassadorial representation, and mission. Did you hear what I'm saying? To bring down the head of the serpent. Do you understand? I hope you hear me. Now, it's interesting to know that when God started giving the prophecy about the destruction of the serpent, he used the word seed. So, when you hear seed, he said the seed of the woman would destroy the seed or the head of the seed of the serpent. So, when you hear seed, then there is hereditary. There is genealogy. There is heritage. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, 
as people of God, we cannot be saying that we are people of God in a united, a divided front. The God that we are serving is the God of peace. Is the God of unity. I hope you hear me. The Bible tells us, hear this, O Israel, for the Lord your God is what? One God. So it's a unified and united front. So we all should endeavor to bring or come together in unity because of where we are going and the assignment. You cannot be telling all of us that you are the one who has been anointed. And then she will say, Minko, God told me this one. You say God told you this one and all that. So we are completely divided. And Satan will just be smiling. He will just cross his feet, uh, legs. I'm taking his champagne. I'm watching you guys. He doesn't need to fight you because you're already fighting yourself. And if he sees any iota of unity, ah, he will get up and go and cause division. Because when you are divided, You can't fight him. One thing that he trains his people is unity amongst themselves. They help each other. They want to fulfill the course. What about those deceptions we see in media, in media that you are saying that one of the people that came is actually a deception. You may see them fighting each other, but when they want to fulfill a cause, they come together to fulfill that one particular cause. Actually, the fighting is, is, is a mode of governance. All that fighting each other, all those people who are fighting each other, they, where they meet, you'll be shocked. Where they meet. And then they'll send you guys to be going to go and kill each other. When you finish killing each other, they have, they have private jets. They live. They have, see, some of you might meet me at the airport. Some of you might meet me at the store. You can see me in the marketplace. I want to ask you, how many of these leaders have you ever met in the supermarket? Have you ever? Have you ever stumbled into them, even in America? or in uh, Japan or in uh, in the airport you can't see them there they own private jets they don't leave during the day they maybe at 2 a.m. <laughs> maybe at 2 a.m. that's when they leave Ikoyi or Victoria Island or Lekki where they live and head to the airport where nobody is there. They won't go to Delta or Emirates. They don't need that. They will go to where the private jets are and then go into the private jet and fly off. Their jets are small, expensive, very powerful, well taken care of. So they can fly from here to Russia. Non-stop. They have beds. They can go from here now to Kenya and engage some people there for some assignment. They have the money to pay a military. You know there are people who have military 
they are mercenaries. You know what's called mercenary? There are people, there are people who can pay. <laughs> they can pay. Do you get me? Is it dollars they have it? Is it Dutch mark? Is it do you get what I'm saying? They do anything to get all that because they know where they are going. You are busy praying every it's good to pray. But pray with understanding, pray with wisdom, pray with knowledge, pray with the plan of the kingdom. Because it is God who has given you wealth. Not for your lost, but for the kingdom establishing the, the covenant here on earth. His covenant is to be established here on earth, not in heaven. Your father Abraham buys land. Don't you know he bought burial ground? He moves from place to place. But he would not want to... He would not want his, his body buried just anywhere. So he purchased some place. And wherever they go, they'll go back there to go and bury Your father, Yosef, got Israel to swear an oath not to bury him in Egypt. Have you ever heard he was buried with his fathers? Have you ever heard that? Have you ever read it in the scriptures? Hmm? So even up to their burial, they have insisted on how they will be buried. Are we together, please? What I'm just trying to bring to our you know our mind you are not on your own you cannot say you want to separate yourself away from your brothers if you do that you don't know who you are and what you are doing actually a spirit is running over you It, the time has gotten so desperate that we have to call a spade a spade. If the spirit of God is upon you, you will not hate your brothers. When ahead of your faith in our Lord Yeshua and your love for the brethren, I began to pray for you that the father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him 
they will not give you the knowledge of him if you hate your brother. Because they will give you a power that you can use to destroy the body. You must be a bro your brother's keeper. It is of utmost importance to understand the covenant that you are in. If not, you are a castaway or you are a wolf in sheep clothing. When you come in, they accept you, you destroy the and you go away very proud and arrogant that you have achieved what you came for. You must always have the kingdom agenda in your head. Everything you are doing must be guided by that. You must know that you are an ambassador of Christ. You must know that you are a kingdom agent. You must know that you cannot snatch yourself away from the body of Christ. You must know that there must be unity in the body of Christ. You must know for the destruction of for this earth, for these nations and these kings to come down, you must know the unity of the people of God. You must do everything in your life and in your power to stay united with the people of God. That is kingship. That is priesthood. That is genealogy. That is heritage. Are you getting me? That is love for the brethren. Any person who is in the body of the Messiah must love the people of God. Must is actually a qualification for furtherance and promotion because if they give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and expose for you the inheritance that God has in the saints and the power of resurrection that is charging towards you if they hand it over to you and you hate the people of God you will destroy everything and you will not know and you will go and tell the Lord that you were a great man for the kingdom meanwhile you had nothing to do with the Lord. You destroyed his work. Hallelujah. Father, we give you all the glory and all praise. We bless your name, O oh God. We thank you, Father, for what you are doing in our midst, O oh God. And we pray that you keep us so that we can be able to fulfill the call. Hallelujah. To end this present age, we bless your name, O oh Father. We ask that you bless the bread and the wine. We pray, Father, 
that you help us discern the body of Christ to know hallelujah our place in the body help us oh God we pray this prayer in Yeshua's name Amen hallelujah Come forward and yes, you can come forward and take the bread and the wine. I think um, I learned that they've cancelled the election. Huh? So we're having preparing his bride this Saturday. Um, um, equally, the youth are having um, um, VG from 4 to 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. This um, that's um, tomorrow morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want us to open our mouth and thank the name of God. Um, I believe that this was whenever it was singing to our souls. Um, we have to go back to look at this words again, meditate on them again and again. If by chance we can listen to the tape again and again, we are so refreshing, so blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was so much wisdom, you know, um, in today's meeting. Hallelujah. Let us go ahead and thank the Lord. Let us go ahead and thank him this evening. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you glory. We give you worship. Thank you, blessed Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Father. Father, we acknowledge your work within us, with us, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, you will establish us. You will establish us in this very life. In this, your life, oh God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We thank you for the spirit of revelation and understanding, oh God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Okay, um, if you have your offering, you can give our offering. Amen. So we can give online. Hallelujah. And if you have your cash, you can drop here. God bless us. I'll share the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Rest and abide with us now forevermore. Amen. Surely, 
goodness and his mercies is filling us all the days of our lives as we are the house of God Okay, the people online also, let's remember the kingdom um, women, um, I mean the kingdom kingdom people uh, pray meet, uh, prayer meeting on 15th of um, this month. That, that will be next week. Hallelujah. So let's, every one of us is invited in that meeting. Hallelujah. So let's, um, let's include in our calendar. Hallelujah. God bless us.